Starburst Radio is sponsored by Arrow Films. Check out the latest releases on arrow.co.uk. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. The event horizon of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fam Radio International. And welcome to Starburst Radio, with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine, and this is the official, I nearly said official, not even a, not a real word, that, is it? We are the official radio show for Starburst Magazine, which is the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. And for anybody who's new to the show... We are here every week. We're the editors. We chat to you about what's been going on in the genre world of fantasy. It could be horror, could be sci-fi, heightened reality, anything. You know, anything that's a bit weird and a bit wonderful that's, that's gone on during you. the week. Yeah, that's just us. And weird, you're wonderful. Indeed. That's Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> One of us has got to be, haven't they? So, again, last week, anybody was listening or listened to this show via podcast, you have... Our most sincere apologies for the disaster that you were subjected to last week. Everything's fixed this week. Everything's absolutely fine and there's no problems. Mainly because somebody... <laughs> let's just say their show isn't on before hours. And I'm not going to go any deeper into it than that. Anymore. Anymore. Um so that's all well and good and all wonderful. So I hope everything's fine. It's funny, though, because when you listen to our podcast and you hear my voice come on at the beginning before the actual music, the intro, you kind of know something's gone wrong. Yeah, no, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm basically trying to do some form of damage control and manage your expectations before the show begins. I'm pretty sure everybody's expectations are fairly... Uh... No, I think, I'll be honest, I think we went even worse than that last week. But we are an award-winning place. We are an award-winning. I thought someone was going to turn up and collect that trophy yeah. this week. <laughs> I thought they'd listen to that this week. They'd go, well, yeah, our reputation's on the line here and we're having that back, I'm sorry. Yeah, give it to Stacey. Yeah, oh, dear me. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's apologies for last week out of the way. Um, yeah, this, this week's episode, don't forget, join in on email at studio at fabradiointernational.com or you can reach us on Twitter. At Starburst underscore mag. Yes. 
Also, you'll hear adverts for it throughout this show, but there's no point in not mentioning the issue 419 with a lovely picture of Kylo Ren on the front mm-hmm. and that basically the bad guys out of Star Wars Force Awakens on the yep. front. Or you may have subscribed and ended up with your amazing collectors covered by Mark Rahill. Well, they don't end up with it. They, they receive it as a, as a wonderful item. If they end up with it, that's quite negative. Is that negative? Yeah. End up with? Yeah. Oh, right. That's like, you know, getting the shitty end of the stick. Oh, right. I suppose it is, because if you go, oh, yeah, look, look what I ended up Oh, look, if you reintroduce, say, your wife and go, look, look, this is, this this the, is the wife I ended up I with. I ended up with, yeah, I don't say, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's bad, that, isn't it? Okay, so if you're lucky enough and privileged enough to have Absolutely. that uh, remarkable amazing collector's edition you'll because have a lovely wonderful picture. artwork as usual it is he's always good isn't he knocks it out of the park it certainly is so coming up on tonight's show I'll be, this is in this professional I'm going through everything yeah. um, on tonight's show at some stage we're going to have a look at Jessica Jones the new um, Netflix Marvel uh, instalment follow not in a creepy way not in any creepy way uh, the follow up to Daredevil we're going to have a look at that um, a brand new segment we, we're introducing this week called Mike's new told you so section which we're going <laughs> to deal with later on regarding a, a, an ongoing series can you guess which one it is um and um, and we asked we answered the question of what series has prompted the removal of adverts for a, a very um, well publicised genre TV show from the New York subway. And I think on that one, I've covered everything that we're going to do. Oh yeah, and uh, Cameron K. McCune of Blogter, who is still a complete shitbag, he hasn't sued me. There you go. Oh. So onto the onto the show. And where do we start? Well, at the beginning. I don't know. Uh, at the beginning, what what have you been doing this week anyway? Because they want to hear what you've been up to. Uh, I've not done much Why? exciting this week. I mean, what are your gigs and stuff? Oh, no, I went down. That was music, because I talked about that on the music show that I do on a Tuesday night. Go on, plug, Seven plug. Or nine. There you go. <laughs> it's only rock and roll. See, you, you realise this? This is like what happened with the Beatles, this, right? He's, I started doing the politics show on the Thursday. He started doing a rock show on the Tuesday. It's yeah. like, you, you know, it's... You know, we just need Yoko Ono to I'm turn up now. My we'll, Yoko. <laughs> yeah, you'll just we'll get split up. This is no good, is it? No. Let, but then you'll be able to get the band back together. Yeah. No. Is it what? Is it like um, what's it? Miami Sound Machine, where it's oh, we're all separate. We're going on to separate projects for a yeah. short while. You know. No. There's no escape from Starburst Radio. I'm afraid we'll be back here long after our other shows are cancelled. I'm sure. <laughs> but it's just the way it is at the moment. We're trying to keep busy, yes. even though we've got no time. Exactly. It's, it's not wrong with having your fingers in as many pies as you can. Indeed. And that's a, a pink flute moment if we... All right, <laughs> I see. <laughs> so do you know no, um, nothing? Nothing happening? Only musically, you know. I, I did that gig in London with, with Rippers yeah. and his band. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sitting pretty, we went down and yeah. to the Scala. And yeah. they, they really rocked that place. Was it good? It was great, yeah. A venue, all right? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, lovely venue, yeah. There's loads of scaffolding outside, but you know. It's... Yeah, good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad it went well because he's excited about them because yeah. he's managing them, Paul Ripley. Is, yeah, and he's and uh, they're, they're excited. They're actually playing at uh, Hard Rock Cafe on Friday. Oh, right, okay. They're doing the Future Classics thing there. Yeah. Oh, right. I have to obviously see oh. what I'm doing that night. Oh, dear, this is turning into the rock show. It certainly is. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. He's a good mate of ours, is Paul Ripley, so we like to promote what he's up to. And he's the station manager as yeah. well, so it's kind of like sucking up as well, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of you cross-pollination. Know? See? It's very good. So, yeah, I'm done, uh, they've been been um, 
been not not a lot going on for me. I've just been slogging away on the mag and trying to get pitches for the next issue, which is covering. So can we say what? No, no, we can't. Can because we? We'll give it. We'll tell them in about three weeks' time. Yeah, just before the this one goes off sale. Yeah, that's right. But this one's flying out as it is. So I know, but yeah, this is to... another famous property we're working on, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So one after another after another. So yeah, well, that's all we've got for the next six, seven months. We've I see. Big, big hitters. Yeah. So, uh, I, oh, one thing I was going to ask you a lot. Um, what did you think of? Uh, anybody like the conclusion to the Hunger Games? Who got to see that? Anybody got any comments on it? Let us know. Yeah, because I've not seen it. I know it surprised me that you sort of you're spurning these YA novelisation movies, well, aren't you? We've got limited time, so you just prioritise what you can watch. If if we were doing this as a as a living, like you know, I would. <laughs> mm. I get you. Yeah, I'm just wondering why why some people don't seem to warm to these and I, mean, I must admit i that like say the what is it detergent insurgent whatever Ins- what is what is the second one called again is it uh it's divergent isn't it divergent is the series yes Insurgent was the second that's one, right yeah. yeah and the first one it was interesting it, at least it felt like sci-fi a bit but it again it felt like ya it felt like that teen sort of twilighty yeah. sort of feel to it then then you've got the second one um and that was more interesting but again there was just something about it that that it's not it's sort of you're watching it out of duty more than really looking forward to it but the the titles of them the the to call it divergent and then colon and then another title that also has ent at the end so it was what was it divergent insurgent is it was it insurgent colon the divergent series? Oh, I can't deal with this honestly. Like yeah, I can't. I don't remember how it was called. I just know that I was looking at it, going. We have to check it several times to put it on the cover. Didn't we? It's a car crash of a title. Yeah. It's a car crash of a title. I can't understand. If we were discussing this and and that was our property, I'd say to you, no, we can't do that. You've you got to, to keep it. it. Yeah, quick, 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 boom, in and out. That's what I like. Indeed. I see, I would use the pink flute thing if it was lined up then, but I, uh, well, I'm sure can... it can be inserted. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, uh, the that's the only thing. The Hunger Games, though, feels slightly better than that in overall. Didn't like the first one, really didn't. Me and, I remember years ago, me and Chris having it out. He, he quite liked it. I didn't like it. It was full of people who'd read the books and you could hear them all talking about, oh, this bit and that, oh, I don't like that bit and whatever. That's and the and they were talking about the, the novel. Apparently the books are, are better. But I haven't seen them, I haven't read them rather. And, and then I go and see that. I didn't think the first one was very good. And it, the ending was apocalyptic with all them special effects and the dark, do- the, these animated dogs that look pathetic, yeah. Mm. Uh, weird things going on. The character of Peter, by the way, all the way through this entire thing, he's done my head in. I have wanted to literally climb through the screen and just give him a slap on more than one occasion. Loads of times I've just been like... Man up, grow a set of testicles, for God's sake. You know, uh, he's, he's supposed to be one of the lead male roles in it. He's supposed to be the, you know, the person that... I'm not going to give spoilers away, but obviously she ends up with one of those two. And the one that... The, and the thing is, 
it's sort of a love triangle thing, but you're a bit confused because really it shouldn't be because one, you wouldn't go near in a million years. If if I was a young gay guy, I wouldn't touch Peter with a barge pole. I'd go with the other guy because that guy, at least he's he's you know, capable of not being a complete wet blanket. Whereas the other guy, he's just got a problem all the time, all yeah, the way he's... through these films, he's got a problem. Peter is a dickhead. You, you should allow, you know, males to have that sort of like Peter. soft side. Yeah, sorry, that's how she pronounced it, with that weird accent she pulls in the film. It's not weird, it's supposed to be like that, but it's not <laughs> her accent, that's what I'm getting at. She puts it on, it's like, yeah. Peter... She's it's, an actor, that's why. Yeah, she, well, she kind of reminds me of what Marina Sirtis used to do in Star Trek The Next Generation, to put in that sort of weird, yeah. when really it's nothing like a real voice. Um, but when she calls him Peter. And it's like, I don't know. The, the guy does my head in. You've seen it. You've seen him, haven't you? I've you, seen you him, get, but I haven't watched any of the films. Yeah, you, it, it's, it's, you've sold it on the other. You've seen the, the handsome guy, the other one. The, the, I've the, seen, the, I've the seen you the know the butch whoppercock yeah. type, <laughs> yeah. Him. He's he's uh, oh he's uh, and then you've got this guy who's you know um, he's just oh, he's a pain in the ass all the way through these three films and no different. This one, I swear to you, there was a point in um, I don't believe this. We're going into an impromptu review of this film, but we'll talk about that later. The more review it ish when people give me their thoughts on it if they've seen it. But I mean. I, it's second part of a, a whole film. That's for certain. That's well, all that's I'm going to say. Later, not these things in it. You know, yeah, the, this thing of of separating the final book into two, yeah. even though the book is no thicker. It it each one first, second, and third could be each about four hundred and odd pages long, and yet for some reason they think they'll split. They'll get two movies out of the last one. Yeah, I, it's, of course this. It's difficult to actually criticise anyone for that after Peter Jackson and mm. the abomination that he foisted he made it on to us. Three. Yes, exactly. I mean, that was my Christmas torture. You know, I knew it was Christmas when it came up to, oh, I've got to go and watch one of them. So, mm. in a way, it added something to Christmas, but not in a good way because no. it was like, oh, it's Christmas again, I've got to see that. Because it three, could never get worse afterwards, at three least. Three hours long. Yeah. Three hours long, I had three years of this. And then the... I remember once I'm waiting in Fab. I'm not sure if you were there. I was waiting in, in Fab. Chris Hayes comes in and I, I he said to me, oh, what's it like? And I went, you know, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just go and see it. I'm not... I was there, so yeah. so yeah. And he came in and he just looked... And I thought something had happened outside. I thought some scally had grabbed him or he'd, there'd been some fight or something. The way he, he came in dead aggressive and he sat down and I went, what's up with you? And he went, I'm angry. And he went, and I went, what? You've just been to see that? What happened? And he went, I saw the film. <laughs> and I went, oh, right. Oh, God. He's, it's one of the worst films he's ever seen, and it's certainly one of the worst I've ever seen, the first one. Yeah. Second oh, yeah. one, third one. Oh, the, the third one was just unbelievably bad. But anyway, I digress. This this thing, I'm just saying this Peter, Peter, in The Hunger Games... He, like I say, the first film, I told you about what he does with the... Um, he does a weird thing when they're doing this training where he picks up this shape and throws it in the room. Uh, but it's the weirdest scene you've ever seen. 
you'll have to watch that bit. But the but the other bit, he's painting his hand like you know. He, oh, I used to decorate cakes, me, and and then <laughs> you know when it's foreshadowing. So you go, okay, there's a bit of lazy plot device here yeah. where they they're showing you Big something arrow. that they're gonna <laughs> yeah they're gonna they're gonna do something with that later on. So of course you're thinking, oh, what's he gonna do with that at some stage? Yeah, uh, that talent yeah. will come into play. And he paints himself so he looks like a rock. (laughs) He paints his face so he looks like a rock. He's on the floor. She's just casually walking through the forest, right? Looks down to her right. And there uh, she goes, and how did she recognise this? You know, he's there. He's hidden under a load of moss and that, but his face is shown, but his face is painted like a rock with his eyes shut. And then she goes, Peter? (laughs) And his eye pops open so you can see that that, that it's him. I have not met anyone who, who... just cat scratches the head at that. That just sounds off. It's the most crazy thing, and not in a good way crazy, that I've ever seen in the cinema. I've never seen anything so pathetically weird and, and messed up. It, it's like, why? And then, like I say, I saw Catching Fire, I loved it. I like, it's a totally different film. It's like somebody's given... The, it's that, but with a budget and a script and... Proper special effects. They got a better director, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, he's a much better director. Yeah, they soon got rid of him after the first one, didn't they? Took Mm. the money, but I think they had a look at the product and went, yeah, they're they're filming of this. Because the last sequence at the end, he couldn't film that action whatsoever. It was dancing all over the place, the camera, and it was there was no point to it. He did a load of shaky Steadicam stuff for no reason. It looked completely out of place. It added nothing to the film. Steadicam's not meant to be shaky. Yeah, I know, but he he, he did. He was moving it around, and and it was, you know, when it's forced, you can tell it's on a Steadicam, but the jerking it. it. Yes. More dynamic. Yeah, and that's what it was, and and that's it. You know, so I, I, I didn't mind the second one. And then, you know, we've obviously had these the, the two parts of Mockingjay. But, yeah, Peter. Oh, man. Seriously, anyone's thoughts on Peter? Peter. See, what we should have done when we did the, the preview is do a section on him. On him? And it could have been the Peter fail. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> in fact, you know, I've got, have I got it queued up in time? That's the question. Oh, yeah. So you deserve that. Yeah. That's that's all. By the way, it after last week's episode, it came to. I, I I just had it out with Martin. What is this joke that he told last week? Martin's joke <laughs> from last week. And the maybe you, week. maybe you would like to explain to everybody because there's no, no way they got it. No, I don't want to explain. Why? You've got to because tell they, them what they, they mean. What you they've meant? They've got to go and download the podcast and let me know if they got it. Or okay, right. Well, you have to you have to get in touch with him on Twitter and yeah. and ask him what his joke was oh, last just, week just that I didn't understand send at me all. Abuse and <laughs> no, I so you know there's a problem when somebody has to ask you. To explain it, that's you know. That's usually know. what happens with me all the time. Oh. They get that blank look of, huh? oh man, it was no. But having said that, I think I was distracted to say the least last week. It was uh, it was going <laughs> hideously wrong. It did come a bit left centre though. Oh good grief, yeah. So have we got any? Uh, oh, Tony's emailed in. He's saying evening. Hope you're all good. Last week's show was fine. Question mark. At least the question mark. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Thank God. You know, yeah, everybody um, likes the car crash.
and Denge says shitting wank pretty. Hmm. So there we go. That's that's good. A bit that's of feedback. Good. Whatever he said. Sort of game of two halves, that feedback really, wasn't it? But I'm glad Tony didn't think last week's show was well, terrible. The, we, we get it with one hand and there's Denge doing he's, it with his other hand. is always doing it with his other hand. You can guarantee that. So... We, we're, after we go, we'll go for a break. But when we get back, we've, we've actually got something that Mr. David Geldard asked us last week. Yeah. And we think we'll come back with that. And he, yeah. he asked we us. ran out of time. Our favourite amicus movies. Yeah. It so, was actually Hammer Amicus. I found the, the tweet. Oh, but, was but it? I think we'll focus on amicus. We tweet. do amicus. Everybody because, does because Hammer. Because we've, 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 we've hammered Hammer into Indeed. The, uh, the ground before. So, okay. Well, well, we'll nip off and have a break and we'll come back with the best of Amicus. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Planet of the Rani. She's a tyrant. But she's a prisoner here, yes? Death to the Rani on the walls. Well, someone's been having a riot. Well, she is still here. (laughs) Not out on the loose, causing your own inimitable brand of mayhem across the galaxy. And that woman, she was there, the Rani. Next you'll be telling me she's completely reformed. Where is she? What are you doing here? Where's the doctor? Ah. I insist you take us to him now. And the Rani, wherever she is. Surely you haven't let her go. Don't fret, doctor. I'm still here. Big finish. We love stories. Run, Francesca. Run for your life. But now, you're trapped in a snowbound mansion. Your husband dead. And you are next, unless... Unless... You'll like my mother. A thriller with a special kind of tension and terror. You'll like my mother. A thriller from Universal Rated PG. Five... Meat pies! Four... God... Sausage! Two... Spam! Four... Scallop! Two... Frangipan! Three... Curry! Thunderbirds are gone! Chips are ready, love. Because when the radio shed needed chips upper, they always go to Jeff Tracy's chip shop. Oh, God, man, he's gorgeous. Golly, slads working for him as well. Yeah, give us your peas. <laughs> give us your peas. Starburst Magazine, issue 419. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. We're pleased to be here with you. Error free, no problems this week whatsoever. Apart from the light bulb exploding just before we went. Do you know he's right? What happened? I was just setting up and I just heard this, and I'm not joking, I heard a right bang. And I just thought, he, when he said, oh, the bulb's gone, I thought, oh, the bulb's been brought in. It, is, it literally blew itself out of its own socket, didn't it? Yeah, so the socket's yeah. still in the thing. And it's and hanging off it. And it's literally hanging off. Yeah, like a way. detached eyeball in a horror film. Yeah, well, that's a good way of describing it. It is what it looked like when I saw it. I thought, <laughs> that's a detached eyeball in a horror film. That. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, what is going on? We are a bit cursed, to be honest. Yeah. I feel we are. Because that was all we were missing, a bit of light. We could see everything this week. If you, you, if you were here, you'd be able to see that we've got a, a massive fake light bulb that's at the side of me that gives off a lot of light, but it doesn't help Martin out. <laughs> yeah. So, right. And he's got to sit a little bit with his big girth and manhood, you know, there, sticking out. He's got to move a bit away from the uh, table. So you've got to see what he's doing, <laughs> you know. Got to keep an eye on things, keep things under control. So... Where were we? We were talking about Amicus. Yeah. So, I'm, I'll give you my list and you give me your list, right? Yeah. Or other way around. No, you start. I'll I've... start. It doesn't matter if we've got the same things on each list, because yeah. we'll talk about the films after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got, I think Dr. Terror's House of Horrors is a very, very, very good anthology mm. movie, short horror films. It's definitive. I really, really like that. I actually really like, and some people don't uh, don't even think of these, but they are Amicus, um, the two Doctor Who movies, and I'm counting them as one in my list of five here. Um, Doctor Who and Daleks Invasion Earth, uh, very, very, very colourful. Okay, they're not canon, they don't fit in with a TV show, but for a bit of fun, it's great. Yeah. Um, the other two, uh, these uh, Tales from the Crypt mm-hmm. and The Vault of Horror, I like them because they are based on the comic, the EC comic book, and they they are. It's the first. Obviously, you've had the American series with the Crypt Keeper and all that. This was the first, to my knowledge, attempt at putting the Tales from the Crypt on the screen or uh, on TV or anything. It's not. It wasn't filmed until this point, and it was a very good anthology. It loved all the the things in it. But we, as I say, we'll talk about these films after we've gone through the list. But Vault of Horror is literally a sequel to that. Um, it's another anthology and this little quirky one that I liked about uh, a werewolf movie but there was more to it it was a werewolf movie meets um, an Agatha Christie novel um, (laughs) The Beast Must Die yep classic so what what, give us a few you like I'm just jotting them down now because you didn't actually tell me I was going to do five (laughs) <laughs> I didn't say five. I mean, I just found I narrowed it down to five. I thought, well, these about they did about thirty. So yeah, the um, obviously I'd have to say Tales from the Crypt and Vault mm. of Horror. I love them both, and they're uh, magnificent. Uh, Vault of Horror, especially because the opening sequences are filmed at Highgate Cemetery. Yeah, uh, not actually when they get into the crypts. That's yeah. the studio set, but there's there's lots of like little touches like that which is great see martin if you don't know for any listeners don't know martin hangs out at, at highgate cemetery uh I'm to a to, file. A, a what file. what the hell is that someone who likes cemeteries take, i don't take, believe t- take photos that's a word yeah i might, be, a I, might be, I might be pronouncing it wrong because i'm rubbish like things like that but do you masturbate while you're in there because that would no. be wrong. I'm it just saying, it's, wrong. it's just that you use it. file. it sounds like you do a bit more, doesn't it? I don't know. I Anything love, with a file. I love the it. dead. Yeah, a bit too much. You are there a lot. You're there no, a scary amount, really. I like all cemeteries, especially the Victorian oh, ones. God, it gets worse. They're great. I, I love... No, I love, I'm with you. I love wandering around taking pictures of headstones. The atmosphere. Mm, right. There's some wonderful headstones at Icegate. Oh, you wouldn't believe this. Me and Charlie were driving um, during the night a couple of weeks ago where 
all the traffic got stopped everywhere around Manchester. You couldn't even get in. I didn't even get in to the office until about half seven at night because we were in traffic for an hour and a bit and then went on a detour and the the road was all shut off um, near, I think it's at Princess Parkway. Mm. And anyway, do you know that, that massive cemetery that's... Uh, Southern Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, massive. Yeah. Anyway, driving past and all of a sudden it was foggy as well. Oh, yeah. That'd oh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this was even foggier than everywhere else. So I'm looking out, and then I saw a, weird, a big white light coming through all this mist, yeah. through the trees, the whole lot. And I was just staring at it, and I went, oh, my God, what's going on here? And I wanted to, pu- I wanted to pull over, but nah, that wasn't happening. It was like, <laughs> we're not going there. Well, what do you, you want to go in a cemetery that, for? That would have you been know. amazing. Yeah, but do you know what? They were filming. There was a film crew on the other side of the cemetery, and the lights that were causing all that were on were spotlights that they put. Uh, but, but then the 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 fog was diffusing it. Yeah, but mm. the fog actually was diffusing it. But they had their own smoke machine that they were pumping oh, into right, the cemetery. So that... Yeah, they were filming in there, and I just said to it, "Look, if I can just get over the fence and get," and, and <laughs> it was like, "You can't do that." You know, but there's no way they'd have caught me doing that. I just wanted to look. You know, I just wanted to look, and and they were filming a horror film. Oh, I think it's a horror film. I'm pretty, I pretty certain it's a horror film. A lot of places, a lot of the, the cemeteries now don't allow them, uh, horror films to be filmed. Highgate are very fussy about it. Hmm. Uh, these films during the 70s, uh, it was it was overrun. It, it was basically closed. And uh, the Hammer so, and Amicus just went in and filmed stuff. So you're, you're saying that... If you that, apply for a, a thing to film there, they don't yeah. let you do horror films. Okay. So if I say, oh, I'm going to do this uh, uh, biopic on about this Italian um, stone designer, stonework guy that that did the most beautiful headstones and stuff like that, and make some name up or whatever, and that it's a lot of his works in there, and we're going to do it be part of our documentary, and then the minute they've gone, then out come the zombies, yeah, out come the zombies and vampires out of the back of the van, yeah, that's how I'll do it. Yeah, I just lie. Yeah. I just do this. I'll do a real art. I'll be doing art, an art house documentary slash zombie flesh eating um, <laughs> horror fest. But but you say they don't want you to do it because what it attracts people to come and vandalize the place because is, they come and they, ask they, about. That. They had a lot of problems in the seventies with because uh, there was uh, there was somebody who claimed there was a vampire there, and they claimed that they broke into a crypt and killed this vampire, this idiot. Uh, what a load of bollocks. I think he's called uh, Bishop Manchester, I think. Oh, my God, I want, to, I want to read about this. I've got a book. Oh, yeah. is, he, is he real? Is he still around, this guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, a, is he on pro- Facebook? He's a proper nubber. Well, I can't say he's a proper nubber because he's very, very... He's got his followers that... You know, he's really, allegedly a proper yeah, nubber, is, is really what Martin of, wanted sit, to say. Sit, sort of come out. And there's another guy who does, does the same sort of thing. There's a big spat between the two. It's worth looking up. It's just a fascinating this story between the two of yeah, them. Yeah, but it's all not true. Cause, of course it is, because vampires don't exist. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it, and people were, like, believing this and heading yeah. over. They want to look at the crypt. What did, what did they want to do, you know? I mean, but, it's just silly. But there was, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of people going in there doing drugs, you see. So they were, they were, oh, they were digging, digging out the bodies out of the crypts because, as you know, a crypt isn't buried. Yeah, of course. It's just got the coffin in there, so yeah. they'll just grab the coffin out and mm. they'd, they'd find, uh, you know, skulls on the, the floor and things. And... Well, that's... And it's wrong. Pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, when the uh, 
it became a charity, Friends of Highgate Cemetery. Yeah, I know of that. Then, yeah. Looked after yeah. it, and they've, mm. they've done it up, and they've done really great wonders with it. And uh, and you can go and have a wander around now. And well, that's good. Uh, but the problem is, the like you say, other people bloody ruin it when they do that. Yeah, and that that's what gets me. But I understand why they wouldn't want people going there. I mean, I heard this story that it's in it's in quite a few books that there was a spate of vandalism, and the worst one that was reported was somebody had parked nearby. And this was in the era where people quite often just didn't even bother off and remember to lock the cars. Yeah. You, know, you remember that era. It's yeah. like, well, I've just been over at St. Petersburg, totally different pl- different thing going on there. Everyone's left the cars open and the windows down because it was hot. You know, so it wouldn't yeah. be hot when they got in the next day. Yeah, try doing that in Manchester. Um, but as I say, back in the day, people would leave them and want, somebody came back to the car and they, they had got a headless body in the <sighs> in the thing that someone had done for a joke, you know. Um, and to me, that goes way beyond a joke. I mean, that that's actually quite creepy I mean, on, that's, that's for Texas, the person. Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff. Well, it? I know it is, yeah. And and can I say, do you, would they get over that easily? I, I don't no, think I, I'd I don't, really be that I'd say, I love them places, but if anything like that happened, I'd be... Oh! No, I know you don't. Yeah, you don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do. I, you know, I've had an unfortunate bloody life. I've actually seen dead bodies. You know, I don't need to to have them subjected to me in t- a horrific t- form. Tell me about your burying them. Oh dear, <laughs> don't be like that. No, the right, next film. Next film. Go on. Uh, we've done the the two of them. Yeah, we're gonna do them as both was one. Yes, that's what you did, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, asylum. Asylum's great. I love Asylum. Favourite bit in it is uh, the body parts in the brown paper wrapped up and they're all coming across yeah, the floor. Sylvia Sims and... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. And Robert Powell's in it, isn't he? He is, but yeah. he's not in, not in that bit, obviously. No. But let me just find it. He's absolutely... What an atmosphere that film's got. But you see, they, this was the big thing. They were really, really good. But more that this is their bag, really, because Hammer didn't really concern themselves too much with anthologies. Richard Todd. Richard Todd was the... Yeah, um, the, yeah. It was he the, he's the asylum... No, he's the, he, oh, was, no, he, he was the guy who, who tried to bump off Sylvia Sims Yeah, wife. that's right, yeah. yeah. And by buying by, by her a wonderful fridge. Yes, that's a right. A freezer, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. And, oh, look, love. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great one. Yep. And it's uh, Herbert Lom. Yeah. He's also one of the patients... Yeah, 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 Herbert Lom. Robert Powell has to go around this mental institution, which, are we allowed to call him that anymore? don't know. But, uh, and... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's like, so you can't even call them psychiatric institutes either now. No. And there's uh, a guy there who's running it who tells him he can have the job if he can find out who was his his predecessor who went mad out of of the people. Mm. And it's... uh, Nice little twist. Well, that's that's very similar to like the Beast Must Die, yeah. Where it's a who done it, but it you get to tell a story, mm. and up for each of the people, yeah. It's it's a fantastic. And it's, and it's got Jeffrey Belden in it. Yeah, yeah. Was the Crow Man. Yeah, the, the, be- the, 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 the best Doctor Who that we never had. Yeah, he's, still, always, he's still knocking about. Him, I always he's, thought, he's you know, back well. in the eighties, late seventies, he would have been a good choice for Doctor Who. Because he, he had a bit of William Hartnell about him and a lot of eccentricity. And he, he yeah, he, but they went to, like I say, it's only recently they've gone back to even considering having someone mature in yeah. the role. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next one, another 
uh, anthology, I'm afraid. Yeah. From Beyond the Grave. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's with uh, Peter Cushing owning a shop. Yeah. That sells these curiosities. Absolutely. And he's got the most wonderful accent in it. Yeah. He's a, I think he's a Yorkshireman, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's so adorable. It's, it? it's fantastic, brilliant. that film. That's the one with uh, Donald Pleasance as the uh, mm. the guy who buys the military medals to yeah. try and pretend to be something he that's, isn't. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's great. It's a brilliant film, that great. one. Um, uh, another one? Yep. Horror Hotel, City of the Dead. I haven't seen that for ages. This I can't remember that one. It's officially not an amicus one, but it was their first one. Okay. There were Vulcan films then. Right. But it's still classed yeah. under the... Uh, oh, well, you know, I haven't seen that for ages. There. You made me want to catch up with that. That's a great one. That's a nice little smoky, uh, misty thing. Oh, all of them things. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'll go with a fun one, At the Earth's Core. At the Earth's Core is a great film. Yeah, really good. I mean, that, yeah, like I say, we, we've gone through them now. We can talk a bit, little bit about them. I mean, that one, um, it's it's another one, Doug McClure, again, yeah. popping up. You might wanting. remember me from such films as... Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> and he is, uh, he's all right in it, but it is Peter Cushing's movie again. Oh, yeah, there's a, and there's it's, a great soundbite in yeah. it, because uh, he's, he's always fighting off these horrible things with his umbrella. Yeah. It's just, you can't mesmerise me. <laughs> oh, good grief. No, I really enjoyed that, and I thought that, that that's a great film, that. I mean, it's basically it's Journey tra- to the Centre of the Earth type thing. It was yeah, all... It's, it's all it's so low-budgetly bad, but it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I love the, the, the basically the, the big mole that they go down, yeah, you know, and then yeah. it shows them building it at the beginning. And they, Do you know what's the funny thing? That soundtrack's never been released, and it's really good, that soundtrack, if you listen to it. It's yeah, really it good. It's never I've been I've released. I've got a, a version of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, here we but, go. yeah. But it's yeah. got sound bites in it. That's why I remember the little quote. Yeah, it's it's just one of them one of them things, isn't it? It's it's a some films are known. They're sort of so localized in the affection in that there's only so many people who really really love it. So people uh, balk at spending a load of money on a conversion. So I don't think you can get that one on Blu-ray. It has to come out on Blu-ray. Has it come out on yeah. Blu-ray? Oh, I, I think, stand uh, corrected. I think Odeon released it. Oh, okay, right. Well, I'll catch up with that then. But it's yeah, the soundtrack has never seen the light of day. It's very similar to the soundtrack. I want to get um, an original soundtrack of uh, Monster Club. Yeah. No one's ever released it. No. And can... it's correct. They released it years ago, but you can only get it on vinyl, and it's about fifty quid. Yeah. There's a the soundtrack option on that Blu-ray mm. that Network released. Oh yeah, where you can just listen to the soundtrack, and it is mm. the full songs, and it's and it is the score. I'm surprised no one's ripped that onto a, an album format. Then I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, get on it tonight, can't you? <laughs> um, we'll get it done tonight. Now I'm only kidding, but yeah, Starburst Records. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the Beast Must Die. I like that one because. It is a whodunit. You go in and, and, and it's done in a really strange way because the film starts, people are invited to this house and one of them is, it, this voice comes on the screen and they say it says, yeah, one of these people is a werewolf. And after you've seen all the, the evidence, you know, and basically anthologies that, of each person, 
and their little story. You then have, and it said you will then have uh, 60 seconds to guess at the werewolf break. Yeah. And they actually have a werewolf break. That's a very William Castle thing to do. It's brilliant. It? Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. it. I thought that was great. And it wasn't, I remember the first time I watched it, it wasn't who I guessed it was. So there you go. And the second time you watched it, it wasn't who you guessed it was. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. Yeah. This is the werewolf break. Have you guessed who the werewolf is? Is it Paul Foot? Jan? Davina? Dr. Lundgren? Caroline? You have 30 seconds to give your answer. Made up your mind. Let's see if you're right. That's it. But tell us from the crypt. That's if we both picked that. That yeah. And we've already gone into a bit of the vault of horror. But tell us from the crypt is quite important movie because of Peter Cushing and oh, Peter that was Cushing. A very very hard rendering one. Isn't it? Yes, yeah. he plays a person who's just been bereaved, and he had literally just been bereaved, and he wanted to do the part because he felt it would help him cope mm-hmm. with um, with the bereavement. I mean, it affected him so bad that he says that he almost feels that it felt that he tried to commit suicide in the weeks after his wife Helen Cushing died, and mm-hmm. that he used to run up and down the stairs to try and give himself a heart attack. He just wanted to die. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was so sad. So this offer came in, and it was obviously a role very similar to what he was going through. And I've got to say, it is. If you're expecting it to be good, it's beyond that. It it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. he's he's obviously just channeling everything he's going through into this performance, and and it's a very touching performance. It's it's definitely a cut above your usual standard anthology stuff because in in an anthology there's not a lot of scope for people to give towering dramatic performances no and a lot of it's very tongue and it is very tongue because because yeah. they know it's uh it's pulpy little yeah and there isn't much time for character development you've got 20 minutes if that to tell a story mm. and that's it that's your segment you've got to get it done um tales from the crypt is exceptional uh, it's an exceptional movie. Um, everyone should see it, even young, younger people who've never, who haven't got into this stuff yet. It's a great one for, to show them. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful seasonal bit with uh, Joan Collins. Oh, yeah, Joan and the, Collins. But and the uh, Santa Starker. And if you are looking for ideas how to decorate your house, look at Joan Collins and her house in Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. It's, it looks brilliant, doesn't it? <laughs> it no, I mean, it, it's of the time, yes. but... I would have a house that looked like that. I, w- I would kit the whole house out like that. It's so kitsch and retro. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's how you model Tiger Lounge. It is, yeah. It, 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 it's kind of is, but, you know, I wish I could have made it look as good as that because yep. that really is, yeah, you've got to have a look at it. Uh, Dr. Terrace House of Horrors, um, do you remember, you remember do, the, do, uh, yeah, that yeah. as a... I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's not seen it, but the, the significance of that... Um, it has quite a groundbreaking twist at the end, mm. which has been repeated. It's been yeah. done to death now, and yeah. you'll watch that and go, "Oh, you're." It's almost yawn. the standard yeah. twist for all these sort of films. But, yeah, but it still works. It's the, it, it was a very, very unique twist on. Oh, and it was all a dream. Yeah, in it, and 
it's really good anyway. But you're right. There's a problem with some of these. Younger people watch them for the first time and go, oh, and they've seen it all before now. Yeah. But this film, Dr. Terrace House of Forrest, you, know, you, you weren't aware that, oh, it could be that. That was quite a shock yeah. at the end of this. And again, anthologies. Um, am I right? Roy Castle? Roy Castle's in yeah. it. Uh, Alan Freeman. Yeah. Fluff. Oh, my God, I forgot. Not off. Yeah, he was in it, wasn't yeah. he? Go, yeah. Uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah. Uh, is Michael Goff in that one? I, I think remember. so, yeah. yeah. And they're all on a train. Yeah. And like strangers on a train telling their little yeah, the, stories. The, the des- uh, some deserted station they've yeah. broken down or something. Yeah. Like they've got to wait there the night. Yeah, they're waiting and they then they start passing the time by telling each other some uh, what's been going on. Yeah, is it uh, Peter Cushing's got the tarot cards? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's just brilliant, that film. So, yeah, there, there we go. That was David Galdard who asked us to do that. And you yeah, hijacked... Is it? Yes, indeed. You've literally hijacked a quarter of the show. What, what, right, what's he playing at? You know, it's it's all uh, it's all good. It is all good. Yeah. Oh, Amicus is good. If you can get yourself um, some of these movies on Blu-ray, I uh, suggest Dr. you do Terror's so. just come out on Blu-ray. So. Yeah, I know that is actually. Mm. Yeah, I fancy uh, I fancy catching up with that. Yeah. So. Or will it not be as impressive this time around? I don't know. I think they are. These are though. I think these I stand think, up well. I, I think that. The older you get, the more mm. fun you get out of them. Yeah. Because you go through that period where you, you're expecting them to be really horrific. Yeah. And they get disappointing. Yeah. And now you watch them from a mm. different point of view. Oh, yeah. You're watching them as a, as a lot of fun, so... Yeah. I think you do get a lot I'll say, I'll tell you something. You say, sorry, how are they not as frightening? Now, Tales from the Crypt, that one where she um, wants to bring her husband back alive and then mm. he do, his, her wish gets granted and yeah. he comes back... That's horrific. That's, uh, I mean, a lot of these. That's are, a deeply, deeply terrifying idea. A lot of the uh, stories that they were based on, as well as well as mm. the comics. Yeah. Uh, Robert Block wrote. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Psycho. Yeah. Uh, Not that he's a psycho. I mean, yeah. that he wrote. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote Psycho. Uh, and and that one in particular had been done before as a TV show in America as the yeah. Boris Karloff's thriller. Yeah. That was an episode of that. So Oh, I love those days. Like you see you had them back then you had Boris Karloff kicking around doing voices for stuff, yeah. Vincent Price, you, you know, you had so much horror talent then. Yeah. And now I, yeah, it's not quite the same now, is it? It's um if you're thinking about horror talent, who do who do you think of now as as you go to horror guys, you know? They're, they're all different they've all different sort skill sets, aren't they? So it's yeah it's just who yeah. looks I know, but no one's got these and... these horror voices, though. No, they're not as distinctive. I love that, though. I think like, they're brilliant. You know, Bill Moseley's great, but would you recognise his voice? And, no. You know, no. That's, that's what I mean. It's, uh, it's good, isn't it? Well, I think we've got time for a quick talk. About, I'll give you a video game piece of information before we go to the break. Oh, go on, then. You know, um, people who are talking about, the, you know, Vitiligo? Where your skin gets all yeah, the white yeah. and all the colour gets that, blurred. Uh, Michael drained. Jackson had a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart Turns from the out. Boys. Oh god, that, that's I don't. I don't. I don't buy into all that. Me, I just. Don't. Oh, you don't have to buy it. It's free. Oh no, I, I, he, he, look. There's a lot of people that were blackmailing him at the time, and but, I, they were all yeah. after cash. This isn't as straightforward as your yeah. your mate from Top of the Pops. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that. And anyway, what's Tommy Vance got to do? But, oh dear, 
vitiligo, yeah, the people who are suffering from it are really chuffed because in Fallout 4, the video game, mm-hmm. you can choose to have it on your character. And why would What you? do you think about that? Why would you? I knew you'd be like this. You don't get that that's, I, I, a I, way I, f- that's an improvement. It's like, you know, giving a asthma or something. Uh, no, because that doesn't impede. Well, asthma does. would impede your performance in the game because you'd be finding certain terrain difficult to get through and difficult situations and stress and all the rest. You'd be struggling. Whereas you can have vitiligo and still um, be able to, you know, not hold the game up and go and fight and do stuff and so climb that make, mountains. That makes it even more what the point. Because then, when you've got it. Your char- you can have a character who've got it, so and that's if you, it. If you've got it, you wouldn't want your characters to have it. Oh, right. You miss a point. And, right. And, but if... Because... Oh, dear. If somebody who has got it and thinks they're all alone, oh, woe is me, I've got this vitiligo, and then they see that a video game character that their friend is playing has vitiligo. Because right. they give it because their mate's got it, and then the mate goes, "Oh, that's nice. I don't feel alone anymore." And there, uh, that's and what it's not just into. me and Michael Jackson. No, it's Michael Jackson's got nothing to do with vitiligo. He has, but he, he had. Duh. Well, he had. Yeah. But, <laughs> see, he, I, did did he really have it? I don't know. Or I did think... he just want to be white? Um, I, I heard that... he did. The doctors who examined him over all these kiddie fiddling things mm. said that he had it. So yeah. I believe yeah. that. But you know, it's. And he certainly didn't have the marks round his whatever's that you know was said by Geordie Chandler now, see, he I heard extorted the, I, a fortune I, I heard the other way I thought I heard that they had no they're not there the marks are not there and did if you, you see them no I haven't seen them but I read I've read the stuff that after came out that not the stuff that everyone's talking speculation the stuff that came the, out the reports. pieces no god oh, it, it was wrong. easy after he got actually charged and brought to court the case just collapsed around him he, That's they, there was he nothing paid there. Them off. he didn't pay him off he was tried fully tried oh. on the last the last trial he was fully tried and acquitted it wasn't even close the jury went out and came straight back in almost because it was, there was a famous person it's and he not went, famous and did his person. Dance for him. it's not a fame it's not about fame it, it was they would have been if there'd have been evidence of that they would have convicted him what it, about it was OJ a very Simpson? white jury Oh, that's a totally different situation. That was a very, a very, um, show. That was a very black jury. Oh, it was, and it did influence the outcome. And everybody knows that, and everybody says that. Even people who were on that jury said they got it wrong. In who've been interviewed since, and you know the the gloves don't fit. You <laughs> must acquit. And basically, he said, "Oh, they they've got they don't fit, and they're too small." Well, the gloves were too small because. They'd left them soaked in blood, and they'd they'd shrunk a little bit, oh. so he couldn't fit them on. So he was, but uh, but at the end of the day, if you want to doubt whether or not he really did it, you don't have to because he actually wrote a book saying, "If I did it, this is what I would have done," and catalogued the entire crime from start to finish. So, okay, yeah, the 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 element of doubt sort of disappeared at that point. I mean, what, what was he? Twice, can't they no, they can't. Which yeah. is why he wrote the book, yeah. and then and then was waiting for his payday. And then all of a sudden, the the Dumbo, the absolute numbskull, realised, oh, this is actually the proceeds of a crime, and the uh, and the creditors who'd sued him civilly and got a, and got a, a, a result and had him made 
bankrupt uh, just came along and went, well, he's bankrupt, we're the receivers, thank you very much, we'll have all the proceeds of the book, and actually we'll take control of the book because it's an asset and then where he'd gone if i did it this is what i did of it they turned it round the if is tiny teeny <laughs> weeny if at the top and he went i did it by yeah you know <laughs> and it, and it, and that was it he it's he's a funny one isn't it uh, uh, yeah i did it by oj simpson then and the i uh, if is just tiny little word at the top because obviously they've got to put the full title but they don't have to have yeah. it all the same typeface size um yeah that was that was a, the goldman's family the the dad that did that so yeah quite clever really but but he wasn't. He's a numbskull. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I say he's in prison now because someone stole some memorabilia, and he holds him, kidnaps him, and holds him at ransom in a, sh- in a shop at gunpoint. Bit o- a bit extreme, that isn't it? Bit OJ. Yeah, I know. There you go. What can I mean? Well, you know, what can I say? It happens to all of us every, at this moment in time. People are torrenting Starburst magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shouldn't really be bad, saying that. Bad luck. But, They're but, a bad luck. But they are doing. Can you believe that? Or is it a good thing when someone's pirating you? It, it's a double-edged sword. At I least know. we're not, you know, on sale for millions or something. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think people can be bothered, to be honest. No. But, but we are out there. I was very... I, I was going crazy first time I found out about it. I went, they're doing what? And they got some back issues on there and everything. Yeah. And I thought, bloody hell, and you know what What upset me? We had, we, we'd even run out of some of them back issues yeah. and they were selling them. Um, <laughs> and they were getting more... You know, uh, what gets me as well, there's a guy on eBay and he sells back issues of our Mac for twice what we sell them for. Yeah. And but, he sells but loads. He, but he orders them from us. Yeah, well, we found that out. Shauna found that out. Yeah. So she's looking, going, this is this guy. He's on eBay selling it for whatever, and he's getting it. And then when he sold them, he gets in touch with us and gives us his address to send the send the magazines to. Yeah, well, he started off oh saying, send it to this person, but don't include an invoice. Don't include the invoice. So Shauna put a compliment slip in that gave the game away. <laughs> she's a bit naughty like that sometimes, is that girl? But no, that's, that's bang I, I, on oh, the it money. amused me. That's oh, bang on the oh, money. Oh, that well amused me, that did. Anyway, you know what time it is? I think it's 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 time for one of those break things. And yeah. when we get back, maybe we can find out what's been going on over Josh Trank because there's been some more uh, fantastic revelations. Mm. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions Doctor Who The Early Adventures The Forsaken. I'm the Doctor. Uh, this is Ben, Polly, uh, Jamie. Pleased to meet you. I'd better take you to the hotel. The boat's unlikely to get here for another day at least, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Just so long as the Japanese don't get here first. Japanese? They're advancing through Singapore. Total blooming disaster from what I hear, but we should be evacuated before they get this far. Private Jim Jackson, but everyone calls me Jacko. Actually, we have our own Jacko, don't we, Ben? Not now, Pom. What's wrong with you, Ben? You look like you've seen a ghost. Doctor, Ben! There is someone. Look, over there. Where? What did you see, Paul? I don't know. A figure. Barely more than a shadow. Is it that what was worrying you, Doctor? Worrying me? You said you could feel there was something wrong. Uh, Yes, yes. Possibly. Very possibly. Oh, no! Paul, get down! Ah! It sounds silly. But it, it looked like death. death. 
Big Finish. We love stories. Death don't hang about, you know. He's got things to do. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make Empire and Total Film look like rubbish. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Hello. So, what are we, what are we going to do now? Emails, I think. And to start off with, David Cunningham says, As a long-time listener, I remember you giving Gotham a total wipeout, so I had to watch it. Just shows how experts can get it totally wrong. Right. And so can you. Right, okay. <laughs> let's let's um let's get get stuck into this answer to this um email, shall we? Right. I think what you wanted to say is thanks, Mike, for um for giving the show that much grief during its initial episodes, um and people like me all around the world equally giving it grief to the point where these showrunners had to change the formula of the show pretty damn quick and up their game to the point where by the end of the first season so i'm told because i've not watched it i stopped watching it um it was actually quite good television by the end of season one but no i'll go back to what i said and i'll double down on it those four episodes that i saw were atrocious television the first four episodes of that show were unwatchable garbage the the insidious way that they were trying to get the get the the cameos in left right and center battering you over the head with catwoman hanging around everywhere question marks on mugs um just jokes oh poison ivy um watering flowers and it's just oh god it was like it was aimed at a two-year-old you know it with it, it fans should have found that offensive other people that are just mainstream watchers viewers would be not really getting where they're coming from anyway you know and at the end of the day that's it and it got a load of grief it wasn't just me and i'll say i don't i would i would if i i am going to end up watching it all because i want to I'll give it a go again. But, yeah, the beginning of the show is going to be an ordeal to get through if I end up watching it again, because they they were dreadful. Um, after this, yeah, everybody said the second season of this show, it's pretty well known. A lot of people whose judgment I value have told me that it improved massively towards the end of the first season, and the second season hit the ground running and is really good. And, Martin, you said that. I have did, yeah. I mean, it's been yeah. absolutely fantastic so far. Yeah. But, and it's, yeah. it's quite quite hardcore as well. Yeah, and and I mean I'm I've persevered with some shows as well. Like um, the uh, first season of Agents of Shield was a bit ropey. I thought until the the twist in the middle when Hydra came into it. I didn't really like what was going on, but at least it was entertaining. It was just not quite as good as I was hoping it'd be. But it, the the writing was still quite clever and some of the, it was watchable. But no, Gotham wasn't watchable to me. I I just stopped watching it. So no, I'm glad that you're enjoying it now, and I'm glad that it's good, and I will catch up with it. But my God, um, they certainly had a lot to fix with that one, in my opinion. Um, 
Yeah, it was just the the constant, constant cameos and nonsense. That stuff. was That's, awful. Yeah, there was no need for that. I mean, I thought the whole point was it was going to be a procedural that that looked at Gotham as a city and what was going on in there. And I thought that Bruce Wayne was going to be, you know, a side issue. And instead, I got I got what's his face, um, Pertwee, doing that Mockney uh, right. accent, and and the Bruce Wayne thing was over over egged as, as well which was not what they said they were going to do they were going to do it so he wasn't the focal point and i hope it is i hope it is as good as everyone's saying it is because yeah, I, st- I will watch he's, it he's now. still in it and it's still a big part of yeah. it but it's not as bad yeah it's not as uh foreshadowing no, i'll give it a go i'll watch it but you know i i, I just say it, it takes a lot for me to stop watching something because uh, i will persevere especially with doing this job it helps that i've seen it uh, so yeah, I I was looking forward to it like the dentist, you know, <laughs> watching it, and and I I had to just bail out on it. So I'll get back with and now I've been I've got a quality guarantee off everyone. I'll uh, I'll get back on board. Helen says hi guys, glad you're back. Yeah, that's nice. Yes, that's you. good. And David Geldard says cheers guys for the amicus list. There's a few in there I love and some I need for the collection. Also worth a mention is the house that dripped blood, which features John Pertwee in an outfit very similar to the third doctor's. Yes, very much so. He plays an actor. Oh, who, is that who, what who does uh, a vampire character? I haven't seen that for years. Oh, <clears throat> I'll have to see that. I'll have to see that because I didn't I didn't know he was just because it's always weird when someone's doing a character similar. <coughs> Isn't yeah. it? And yeah, it's actually quite. A, he plays it very, very uh, for laughs, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get that. Uh, Jay Rock says, "Good afternoon and warm greetings from Tampa." Don't rub it in, sir, madam. Yeah. Well, it says Jay Rock. You see, I, I forgot yeah, whether yeah. this is male or female. That's bad of me, but yeah, um, it's, it's brass monkeys here. It is terrible weather this time of year in Manchester. It is as far away from pleasant as you can possibly get and although like I say side effects side uh, issues we get a bit of fog here and there on graveyards yeah so that's good always good especially when they're filming <laughs> as long as you don't get a headless body in, the, in your car when you get back to it yeah. it's not good getting head in the graveyard yeah Law says what was the Hammer film about vampires where the women vampires were lesbians or they enjoyed kissing each other as I so remember that so well in my younger days no comments required there well, so he's were... asking for it, but he doesn't know what he don't want us to comment. It. I know you. We both know which one that was. It's vampire lovers. It certainly was, and and yes, Again, they, Ingrid Pitt. They they were definitely, definitely, definitely enjoying it. Uh, Madeline Smith was in there as well. Oh yeah, with yeah. Her, with her wonderful bosom. Yeah, and uh, and Kate O'Mara. Yeah. Oh, you see, Madeline Smith was on a show uh, last year, uh, taking part in it. It was all right in the seventies. Yeah. 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 And. She reminded me she was going on about this showed this advert where she's literally taken by a Viking and raped outside. Yeah. Um, and if that rape came into the show quite a lot uh, in the casual use of it, and you, mm. you even had her out of butterflies, Wendy Craig, going, oh, yeah. I want to run through the field, I want my hair to be wild, I want to be raped. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I don't remember that it ever being that bad. you know. But you could get away with it. But, yeah, Madeline Smith, she got... Uh, a scene two against her wishes kind of against her wishes but there was a knowing wink of eye oh, she's going to enjoy it really which is just reprehensible um, yeah. if you did that advert now it, you'd be demonised but quite she rightly. but she quite rightly just said yeah you're having it a go at it it looks bad but it was the times yeah and I think that's what you a know? lot of people miss on that sort of thing they miss the point that indeed 
the, the wording didn't mean the same because we know. Oh yeah, all, yeah, yeah. We're sure. well aware of how horrific it all is now. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, whereas then it was more of a throwaway term. It didn't mean oh. the full on. Yeah. Horrificness. Here's a question: Would um, Would Benny Hill have been picked up by Operation U Tree? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because he's up to all sorts in them. Because yeah, but... he saw saw that one that they put on it. It'll be all right in the seventies, where he gets a girl near the in the park near the pond, and he's molesting her, literally molesting her. And she goes, "Oh no, no, I don't want that," and all that. And then he starts to rub her and stuff. And then she gets to, "Oh, really, really likes it." And then she starts getting amorous towards him, and, and then, and was... then does, does a kiss chase thing where he, she's chasing after him, and yakety sax comes on. Yeah. But the the truth of the situation is, he was sexually molesting her by a uh, by a pool in a park in a public place, and she and the the impression you get from that is it doesn't matter if they say no, they really kind of want it. Yeah, but it was a joke. I know it was a joke, but. I just wondered what you three would have to say about U-tree it. You would have nothing to say about sure? that because there was nothing to do with... Because I uh, thought if he was still alive now, because a lot of these files, they'll be going into the station and they'll go, oh, he's dead, we can't do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'm surprised they wouldn't bloody uh, try to do something sullying people's names. You know, that's what I'm just saying, mind you. He's actually somebody, interestingly enough, whose body was dug up. Benny Hill? Yeah. Who, by? By some ghoul who thought that he was buried with all these riches. And what happened to his body? They, they tried to dig it up in the uh, see what sort of gold Did and all they that get was it? in it. Well, yeah, they left it there, but you know, because there was nothing in it. Oh, Jesus, that's, that's shit. horrible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, well, this is what happened with um, it, oh, it's worse what happened with Charlie Chaplin, because yeah. they dug his body up, literally took it away, and then sent a letter to his, his, his widower um, his widow, rather, and um, and said, "Hey, I want some money, and you can have him back." Yeah. Which is the, the the shittest thing you could possibly do, yeah. you know. I mean, how bad is that? This is what people are horrible. How skint can you be? That, that, <laughs> I mean, that you've got to be brassic, haven't you? When where the point you get to the point of right, who's famous? He's buried somewhere where we can just you know get away with that one. And and there's the question of obviously you know they caught them by suggesting okay here's your money we'll meet you at whatever and the guys turned up and they arrested them um, <laughs> unbelievable really you know but there Central you go station with the cops yeah you know <laughs> this is what I mean it's uh, they got the body back and reburied him but that's Charlie Chaplin yeah old chappers yeah didn't get any the peace. little tramp didn't get any peace did he <laughs> you know didn't get any peace Julie's saying hi Mike do you remember me Earlier this year, you said we would put your pictures up on the website. What happened to this? I was looking forward to seeing my favourite men. Well, I will. What I will try you? and get it on. I just keep forgetting to. You're trying to get it up. Oh dear. See, <laughs> so you're leaving loads of gaps now, so I can put the pink flute in when we're yeah. editing this to to go out. I won't have to edit it as much as last week. And anyone who's listening to last week's show, you, my psychotic tirade, where and, and literally, I'm not joking. If you were here, I. I wanted blood that night. I mean, because it was torture. Well, it was, wasn't it? We yeah. everything. It was like flying uh, a plane, and someone's yeah, yeah, blindfolded you or painted the windows. You yeah. know, the we couldn't. I had no idea it was even going out. All the 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 dials had stopped working. The monitor, you couldn't hear things. The headphones weren't working, so I couldn't check if our voices were the right level. Anything. And this is what you get. And I just suggested that perhaps it was something to do with. Um, beep, beep, beep. Something, something. And 
I beeped it out. It wasn't that bad, in fairness. It's just a joke, but I didn't, I didn't uh, think it yeah. was going to be taken that well, so the, the, the beeper came out. Um, as I say, if you hear me at the beginning of a podcast, you know something's gone wrong. It could be me, it could be Martin, it could be the studio, who knows? It's a, it's a, it's a surefire thing. But I did say to people, if you've got two hours, you've got your bins to put out, you've got some, some anything, you know, <laughs> if you want to go and give blood or something, you know, just go and do whatever. So it, it wouldn't have taken a lot to uh, get a better couple of hours, yeah. you know, than last <laughs> week's. Debarkle. In fact, Debarkle doesn't cover it. I know. With the feedback we've got, though, everybody seems to enjoy it. Well, it, it must be car crash TV, then. It yeah, must be, because like, it was like hideous. revelling in somebody else's discomfort. Take discomfort. The discomfort would have been if he'd have come back. You remember the week when he came back because he'd left his iPad? Yeah. 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 If he'd have left his iPad last week, It'd yeah, been that somewhere. iPad would have been inserted somewhere. <laughs> I swear. And I'd have put it on charge as well. <laughs> yeah, never he mind. stick his finger in this... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, bloody... Ah. Uh, right, anyway, that's my Vietnam flashbacks over with. Yeah. Uh, piece, a uh, quick piece of news before we, we sort of get a break. What do you reckon? Yeah. Uh, we are talking about Josh Trank, actually, yeah, before yeah. that. Um, Josh Trank, hey, so all of you who were waiting... Um, was it 2017, 2017? It was supposed to be coming uh, out. June the 2nd. Yeah, 20, June the 2nd, yeah. 2017. 2017. Um, are you guys going to deal with this? I hope not. I hate to bring you bad news if you've probably already know this, some of you, but yes, a disaster. The Fantastic Four 2 seems to not be going ahead. It's you, been you're taken. just breaking hearts now, ain't you? I know. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's... I think everyone knew this and all that's happened there. I covered it in the a couple of issues ago in It's Only a Movie. The Josh Trank saga with the Fantastic Four is going to go down in history as uh, the biggest fall from grace that anybody's ever had. This was his um, his big break. He did Chronicles. They handed him this Chronicle. one. Chronicle. Chronicle, sorry. Okay, he's not going to get. A I'm se- sorry, he's not going to get a sequel. No, to that he's not going to get a sequel to that. Uh, so he did wonders with that. It was a great film, although since then it's been brought to light because of all of this that certain other people were responsible for some of the snappy editing and actually tidied the film up afterwards because he did something similar where he got part way through the film and then sort of went awol and yeah. couldn't get the film finished off. So Fantastic Four was way worse and him and uh, Miles Teller he got Miles Teller to join in with this and they were rolling coming in rolling up high as a kite and apparently absolutely pissed up um, all with hangovers not able to work proper after halfway through the film Fox wanted to bin him and they ended up keeping him away from the set and he because they couldn't get anything out of him he trashed his his living accommodation and they had to write uh, an apology to the landlord 20th century Fox and pay 100 grand in damages all of this can be verified I'm not it's all there and then uh, Josh Trank then decides oh um, you know I'm going to just completely disappear so they couldn't get in touch with him over the phone so then they went sod this got Matthew Vaughan in from uh, X-Men First Class and various other movies um, um, obviously Kingsman 
he came in to finish it off and he and they decided they're going to scrap the 3D budget and use that to help build a set and co- cover some of the losses. They had to reshoot and did an end to the film because apparently the film didn't end. The one that he, 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 his vision was that they were just sort of hanging round and there was no big conclusion to it. That he was trying to make it that realistic. It didn't have a, a sort of format, but yeah, not an ending. It's not being unconventional that's just being uh, lack of intelligence Mm. stupid you know it's just crazy and they did it and tried to make the best film they could out of it and this turd polishing exercise still didn't stop it from being a stinking disaster which is it's cost 125 million to make and recouped 56 million um the these films are making over over a billion now some of these superhero movies it's seen as uh, people were moaning about oh ant-man didn't do quite as well as they're expecting took 600 million uh, they were expecting it to do more 600 million now this took 54 and it cost 124 plus there's advertising plus there's everything else and he uh, explained when he was really being given crap over this he, on the internet he went on the message board and said this I'm like this. I I'm you know this insecure and the way I am because I had huge man boobs when I was at college. <laughs> I kid you not. That is what he said. I mean that's that's great. I mean for honesty. Whoa, yeah, off the scale for honesty. But you know we don't we don't need to know that. I, I no. wouldn't have put it down to that either. To be honest, no. I don't think you can really put it all down to that, can you, Josh? Because really people have problems don't they they don't carry on like this i mean he he even lied about the place getting wrecked he said it was his dog that did it he said (laughs) it was his dog he took the two dogs with him on shoot and he said they wrecked it which is crazy because like all the ceiling lights were all smashed so these are clever dogs right i'm telling you these dogs they were they were up the walls like spider-man you know spider dog so yeah it looks like we're not getting fantastic for two what a shame but it would have made for another good story, wouldn't it? Because he would have come on and... But you do know that he got... Everyone knows he got sacked from the Star Wars um, anthology. There yeah. was another Star Wars movie. And he, so Trank was going to be the guy who did the Fantastic Four, then straight on to Star Wars. And even halfway through the Fantastic Four, all the stories got back to Marvel and they went... Okay, can we get somebody else now, please? At this moment in time, Josh Trank, what's he doing? I don't know. Is he going to do another film? I don't know. I think I hope he saved up plenty from the money he got paid from all this because I I just don't see I don't see him bouncing back from this. Even with M movies, he (laughs) he's not going to bounce back from this one, is he? He may have a career in. uh... That sort of area. It's just, it's sad. I mean, it, I'm laughing. It's crazy. I mean, the the when I was writing the thing, I was tapping it out and I, and I was looking at what I was writing and I'm like, oh, the man boobs and all that. And I'm like, what is that? What, this is madness. This is actually yeah. quite mental, what's happened with him. And it takes a lot to shock you because people behave badly in, in the media a lot and people in movies and stars and, and directors. You hear all sorts of stories, don't you? But... This is an absolute classic, this one. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think you're going to top this. I mean, it's one thing hearing Ridley Scott can be difficult on set or James Cameron's difficult to work for. You hear all these stories, but this is crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy talk, isn't it? So anyway, there you go. If you were looking forward to that, now we'll take a break now so that you can come to terms with your loss. 
The most fantastic weapon of all time is the flying guillotine. Few men have ever been able to operate this death-dealing device, and only one was the master of the flying guillotine. Seymour Bordy and Associates presents The Master of the Flying Guillotine, filmed in Super Cinevision, rated R, Master of the Flying Guillotine. One sure way to get ahead. I'm dead. Mr. Jones is dead. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood, fall to earth. Is there anything else I can help you with, Mr. Jones? Stop this thing crashing. Mr. Jones? Look, all calls are recorded for training purposes, yes? Yes. I'm telling the truth. I really am on Ephraim Salt Sky Puncher. Something has gone wrong, and the one person who can help me is you. If you don't end this recording services, you are going to become world famous for all the wrong reasons. I am sorry, Mr. Jones. I'm going to have to terminate this call. No! No! Big finish. We love stories. Right. Currently, I'm feeling up a Big Brother winner. You're listening to Starburst Radio, winners of Best TV and Movie Podcast in the UK Podcasters Award 2015. We are so good, we should have won twice. FabRadioInternational.com And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. I was just having a moan to Martin on the break then about Amazon and their way that they keep knocking me up out of bed. I'm um, slipping things in your slot. They do. No, they don't slip things through my slot. There you I go, Richard Robinson, you can have a swig. I want to, them to sli- slip things through my slot, but they don't. Uh, they The DVDs that are ordered uh, are in a little single pack uh it, it's no bigger than the size of a dvd or anything else and it's very thin and it will come through my letterbox it's not recorded delivery you don't have to sign for it and it travels maybe from america four thousand miles arrives at a sorting office goes in another van gets to a local sorting office and then ends up um in his sack another one for you martin there and um <laughs> then he comes to my door and he decides that the two and a half to three feet uh, it, it will drop from the letterbox onto the doormat uh, it's going to obviously smash into a thousand pieces at that point because the, that there is some weird un, uh, vulnerability to the product at that stage which i can assure him it's not it's got it's already traveled four thousand miles and come by plane and nothing happened you can leave me in bed and post it through the letterbox can't you yes you can yes you can is the answer to that and that goes to the postman and he doesn't like doing it either everybody likes to do it (laughs) i work late at night i don't want to be woke up in the morning even for a blu-ray you know you know i'm I'm, i know it's a first world problem massively first world problem but i'm saying (laughs) anyway Anyway, Richard Robinson. Richard Robinson. Tweeted him. Uh, I am Cosmic Soup on, on the Twitter. Uh, we'll have to make a Martin Unsworth sexual innuendo drinking game to use while listening to Starbucks. God, you'll be getting levered. Uh, yep. Make sure it's a very large glass, or a very large one, and a stiff it one. Can't help it. It's like an illness. <laughs> it's like, remember Finbar Saunders from Oh, Finn? yeah, yeah, I do remember <laughs> them, yeah. I do. 
So, any anybody else on Twitter? Uh, Ed asks what we think of the Civil War trailer. Civil War trailer. I thought it'd be a bit more epic, but I did like. I like what I saw. Um, I like the bit where he says, "Oh, you can understand this, uh, Tony. He's my friend," and he goes, "So was I," and that's a good line. But I don't know. In Civil War, the comic, the big fight between Iron Man and Captain America, where they were knocking seven bells out of each other, and you saw the cap getting battered and his face all you know it looked like a very violent fight with lots of heroes and on both sides all getting stuck in it pretty epic battle and oh, i don't know there was just a three of them going at it weren't they winter soldier cap and an iron man and i i, I just thought i, I think i hope that, that's, that's not, not the big the, battle. i don't think that's the main battle okay well there you go i'm just saying I, I hope that's not the big battle but yeah i like the look of it and you know it's it's gonna mean more uh, because we've got you, that used to Iron Man and that used to him as Cap, that it's going to be quite good when they fall out like this and have yeah. this battle. But I just hope the the big battle's a bit more ooh, meaty. But I suppose there's only so much you can do because you haven't got all those heroes because they could have everybody in that. And it it cost a small fortune if you yeah. had all everybody in it that's been in all these, you know. Anyway, um, we've got a few more emails here. Uh, Loz says, a small request. Could you play your Mancunian candidate show on Fab Radio as I always forget to listen and get the times wrong for the USA station? Or isn't this possible? Thank you, Loz. Well, Loz, we're looking into that. And about two weeks ago, uh, me and Paul Ripley decided it needs to really be on here as a downloadable or listenable podcast on the Fab Radio International site, or certainly we need to put it on iTunes so it's available and we will we will let you know on the show. So that that is there. Um, Darren, Darren Green asks, "Are you based in Manchester or London?" Uh, I oh think, dear! I think oh our dear. accents might give it away. Oh dear! When I went down to that, oh uh, dear. that Doctor Who thing in in that London, which yeah. gives it away again. Yeah, that London. Yeah, uh, that place. I went and I got my pass. Yeah, and and the the young woman there sort of handing the passes out saying. Uh, Oh, you're not from London, are you? <laughs> I said, what, what? You I've, can only take that as a compliment. Said, I've, I've not got an accent. No, you can only take that as a compliment. You, you, seriously, you know. That's what I mean, yeah, that. And, and you go, yeah, yeah, good, glad you noticed. Yeah. No, we're based in <laughs> Manchester. No, Manchester. We're based in Manchester. Um, we make a big thing about it as well. Yeah. I'm not that I don't like London, but Manchester's better than London. Um, it's just obvious it is. Because that's where my house is. So that's and where, where my stuff is. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. the sort of mentality we're talking about here. Juvenile, childish, but we can't help it. Um, the magazine's in Manchester. But we do have an office down in, in London that deals with all our media and sort of advertising. But So we have a tentacle down there. And we have writers all over the UK. We Indeed. have writers in America. We have. We know, do. Everywhere. If we put a pin, everywhere there is somebody connected with Star Yeah, we cover the globe. Cover the globe in a in a in a and lovely way. Yeah, JJ say, "Hey, well, this is a bit negative." JJ yeah. saying, "Love your station, but the website is a bit crap. Seeing as you're online, uh, maybe um, crap is wrong, but perhaps boring." I didn't do it. It's not my fault. Uh, anyway, you're you know, only there to listen, not necessarily. I know. Just stick it, stick it on. Have a listen. Look, they they will update. They, this website will get updated anyway because I, I know for a fact that there are a few things changing on it over the next few months. But uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe it's it needs a few more bells and whistles and information would be a good thing because sometimes you go on there and you're wondering where, how do I find out what's going on. Yeah. 
and that that poor lady before wants a picture of you up there yeah see we've got to update all this got to do it you as well martin you're not getting away with that one i'm afraid oh no (laughs) oh no well we haven't got that long you know we've only got about like 13 minutes and we've got a fair bit of news to get through so what what are we going to deal with next do you want to pick one well i've got one here that um i don't know we haven't discussed it or anything go on i don't know if you've seen it the uh mark hamill's little faux pas on twitter yes i have yes uh where he it's not really faux pas though is it because how can well, you he... how can you have a go at him for that yeah but apparently he's um he's on a bonus if nobody gets yeah yes yeah the leak of it yeah know? he gets he gets he's not on a bonus he gets a he gets debited some money that's a difference isn't it he's mm. getting paid what he's getting paid but he's asked to forfeit some of that fee if he discloses anything yeah. about who he is. So obviously there's some big reveal about him in this yeah. film, and a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going to turn out to be Kylo Ren. Yeah, I, I don't that, believe that. I think that's the, and the misdirection of thing, similar to what we were talking about last yeah. week with The Walking Dead. But... Where they just want people to believe that, and it's yeah, going to yeah. be something else. So. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's been photographed over the last month leaving the set where they're doing the preliminary photography for the eighth eighth instalment. So he's obviously in it. And everybody knew that. And all he said, he's just confirmed, oh, yeah, I've just been there filming that. Uh, That could be a flashback. He could be a false ghost. He could be anything. You don't know. Because he's got his beard back. Yeah, really. He's not, he's not, you know, he's not giving anything away, has he? To me. Well, you know. I think people just jumped on it. Yeah. They, want, they want to believe something. Yeah. Everybody's absolutely certain. Um, everybody is absolutely certain that he's going to be the bad guy in this film. They're so, more, but if he did it percentage, about 70% of people seem to be of that, ah, the big reveal will be that he's him. I don't think it is. I don't I, think that he'll be him. I think he will might be behind him. I don't think so. I don't. I. I. I don't know. I've got my thoughts on it. I don't want to say anything in case because um, it might it might wreck it for other people. Because well, it, if you everyone's have this open-minded, sort of strange thing of of predicting stuff as we mentioned. Ah, yeah. Well, we'll get with, to that, uh, in, that a, yeah. in a minute. But um, I don't know. I. I just don't think speculation's pointless. Just go and so we go and see the film and then go. Oh, there you go. He's only three weeks away now. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not long to wait, and uh, I, I'm very excited about it. I have to say, um, yeah, I'm, I am very excited about that. So, what? What? There's some uh, other stuff as well that's uh, been happening. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, a certain uh, TV program uh, got on the wrong side of um, the mayor in New York. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What's this one? He said, uh, I, well, he got in touch with Amazon and he got he asked them uh, to remove their advertisement campaign, which was due to run for a whole month from a week ago, uh, from the subway trains uh, for the man in the high castle. Ooh. They thought it was a great idea to cover all the seats and uh, above in a Nazi flag. <laughs> and... It's for a TV show, so you've got to go, oh, yeah, it's a TV show, but you understand that a lot of people getting on the, the, the train had no idea about this TV show and have never yeah. heard of the book The Man in the High Castle. So though they, everybody listening to the show probably does. It's the, the 1962 novel by Philip K. Dick about what... And it answers the big question that's on everybody 
big fantasy thing of what would have happened if the Nazis had won World War Two. And you can read all about it yeah. in the latest issue of the magazine. Correct, yes. And I have to say, I've been watching it, and I'm about three episodes in, and I'm enjoying it immensely. It's really good. I think the story's great. The way it's been revealed is intriguing. You can't wait to find out what's really behind all of this. And there, there is, there's films being... Uh, shipped around on the black market from the man in the high castle that show the world as it really is now with the, with the Germans lost World War II mm. but in this reality you've got the Axis powers um, you've got part of America's run by the Nazis, there's the neutral zone in the middle and the, the other side it's a Pacific side owned by and uh, run um, under supervision by uh, the Japanese government, so it's it's quite. I find it really good, but yeah, they've they've basically Amazon have turned around and gone, okay, we'll take him off then. And yeah. It was causing offence apparently, but uh, it I was an advertisement for a show. It that that draped all over the seating did have the advert running across the top though saying you know watchman in the high castle it wasn't just a subliminal thing where people didn't know the mean if they'd use the brain the, the they'd certain, figure out it's a tv technology show that is still offensive to a lot of people i know it is but this is a tv show i mean is it wrong to do a fantasy show that's gaining entertainment from using the central characters as the nazis i mean we no, we, it, we like seeing them as bad guys but they are actually the central role in this film. I don't film. think the problem is the, the programme itself. It's, I suppose it's using that iconology as, as the advertising tool. If you actually, any of you want to look it up, and you'll see pictures of it all online, and, and I will say, Martin, when you go in, it, it, it looks very in your face. It's mm. all over the seats, these, and, and it's just Nazi flags. Yeah. With the, it's sort of like the it's like Star Spangled Banner altered, you know. Yeah, and it's it is a bit of a shock. And they get very very uh, upset about people messing with their flag as well. Don't well, they, so. I think the problem with New York is there's an or it's got a very 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 large number of Jewish uh, yeah. people living there who, who've made New York the home for a long long time, and and I guess they don't really need that when they're on the way to work, do they? No, I suppose. So, yeah, that was a bit of a... It wasn't a shock. But, but you see, the swastika wasn't really uh, a Nazi thing originally, was it? Nope. It's been going for Buddhist. years. Buddhist. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, it was a symbol of life, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And they, so, they hijacked it. It's, you know... Yeah, and it's been ruined, so... Like a lot of things. Go. I know, it's true. Be careful with your logos. Don't yeah. leave them lying around. Exactly. People might use them. So, there, there we go. Um, I was going to say, I wouldn't have minded giving... A, a quick review of a show. Have you seen Jessica Jones? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I haven't started it yet, so. Right. Well, I'll just get a couple of minutes on it then. Yeah, go um, on then. I'll have a sleep in the corner. I think you guys should watch it. Uh, if you've not already seen it, I think you should watch it. I'm part way into the, the run of it. Obviously, it's up on Netflix. It's It's got the full, I think, 12 episodes up there. Um, very, very good. Um, it's a good addition to the Marvel Universe. Like I say the Netflix Marvel Universe is sort of a universe within a universe. There, There's a vague connection to the greater cinematic Marvel stuff. Um, you can tell it's the same thing. They've been very good and meticulous at not um, crossing, crossing over too much and contradicting anything. Daredevil was good. This also takes place in Hell's Kitchen, and the plan is that after this, Luke Cage, who's already turned up in Jessica Jones... There's the power man, the guy with the invulnerable skin and uh, strength. He is going to turn up in his own series next year. 
And then that followed by, although it's in troubled production at the moment and we're not sure it's going to get finished, is Iron Fist. They haven't even managed to get into um, production on Iron Fist yet. Um, never mind finishing the casting off or anything. They, they just It seems to be having real trouble. They're having trouble making that character fit because out of the four characters, it's the one that seems more ludicrous. It, he yeah. uses the martial arts power of mystical... Um, like the Iron Fist is this weird mystical thing that he channels and doesn't quite fit like daredevil's very grounded wasn't it yeah very violent and and jessica jones even though she's got all these superpowers it's very very grounded and it's like a philip marlowe detect- modern yeah. noir detective series well, there was a lot of that in daredevil yeah as well. oh yeah but this takes that philip marlowe thing and pushes it right to the top i've got to say very strong female character uh very good to see you know after seeing the um you know the wet lettuce women that were in Spectre uh, in the Bond movie. It's nice to see um, that you know some people actually know how to write a really strong female character. Um, really, really good. Uh, I can recommend it. I, if you like Daredevil, you'll love this. If you're into the Marvel universe, you'll love this. If you just like detective stuff, or you you want to see something that's a, a great noir esque sort of detective show this is this is your thing it's great it's great i am no criticisms about it um ritter is brilliant in the lead role of this but the the probably the what the person that's getting it and he at the beginning he's not in it very much but my god what a presence he's got he's brilliant in this david tennant as kilgrave he's he surprised me um coulter who's playing um Luke Cage is very good as well. He looks very much like the character in the comic books now that's just been in the series, the new Avengers in the comic books. Mm. He's great. She's great. Watch Jessica Jones. There you go. There's your free It is on my list of uh, things to watch. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Um, I'm just saying, we just got another email in there. Pete Meyer saying, I'm sure you know... Ooh, I don't think I don't know if we can say we know anything. I mean, we just take what people say to us. I think I, I'm sure you know, but your radio station is the best I've ever heard. It has everything I, as a, a music-loving geek, could ever ask for. Thank you for keeping me sane in a mad world. And good evening from an ex-scouser in Berlin. Well, thank you very much. There you go. I hope That's, he listens on a Tuesday night. That 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 is it. You you give him a plug. Yes. He needs to. He needs to listen to what Martin. It's only rock and roll. Seven till nine on a Tuesday. There you go. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Quickly, the I told you, the Mike told you so yeah. you segment. Need, you need to slip a little. Lo- yeah, little I need. I need there. a little jingle for that. The Mike told you so segment. Dun dun dun. Yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah. Holy monkeys! Almost to the to the to the letter of what I said. It, it was. Almost, yeah. Yeah, they, even even how he actually got away from the situation yeah. was bang on. And and it is, I've got to say, I know what Paul Mount has said about this. Mount, he said that if he this character wasn't really dead, that it would be a turning point for the show in that it has never, ever shitbag shuffled, ever. It's always done. They're dead, that's it. Brutal. Sometimes brutally, quickly. Yeah. Um, and... They is ne- they've never really cheated, have no. they? Until this point. Now here's the thing. I just ask you: Do you? F- and we're trying to be non-spoilery, but you will know which character we're talking about in last last episode. Did you think they handled it badly? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You think they they should have just been brown bread? Yeah. 
if they're going to do that, yeah. what about the trick with keeping his name off the credits? That was just a clever way of getting all the all the everybody. But it's quite juvenile trick, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It's taking the name it, off the if credits if and left oh, it pretend it he's dead. No, it wouldn't. Because you just assume he's. Because sometimes you get TV shows in the 70s, 80s, you would get them where a character's killed off like four or five episodes to what before the end of the season or whatever, and then that they're still in the bloody credits for till the end because they're contracted. Yeah. Oh, no, they're contracted to the end of the year and they still pay them for the whatever episodes that they weren't in, but they wrote them out for dramatic effect because they. If you you remember in Buffy and things like that, they took them out of the credits as soon as they characters die sometimes he did yeah well, i just thought that i thought it was a little juvenile <laughs> but i know what you're saying it would it they couldn't have done it any other way no, could they because it would it would people would just go nah, yeah dead. yeah but and if they, the shot would have gone but here's the thing where you can rip them to pieces you go yeah well that if that's the case when every single time you have an episode where it's based on one person like more the one where morgan yeah it was just him you should have just had his name in the credits shouldn't yeah, you yeah nobody should. else's we should go back cheeky to see whether they did. No, I didn't. So <laughs> they were all on there, except for our friend. Yeah, bleep. Um Yeah, yeah, they're cheeky monkeys. You cheeky, cheeky credit cheating monkeys. That's what they are at the Walking Dead. But we do think somebody else is going to get it before the end of the season. It's pretty. If you, I've only read up to this bit of the comic books, after that, I've no idea. It's uncharted territory. But something very, two very brutal things happen around this point in the comic book very brutal to two very important characters one person doesn't make it and the other one just ends up quite disfigured and i'm not going to say any more than that so they obviously they win they may do that or they may not do it because they've been known to twist they are pointing to that direction and they probably will twist it because Mm. they're waiting for people to say oh i'm waiting i know what happens yeah i know that's that's why i thought they were building too but i didn't i wasn't sure but I, I know they changed things like Rick but when he was fighting the governor mm. the governor cut his hand off and they didn't do that no. because it would have been a pain in the arse every week Yeah. yeah. Um, however the Evil Dead shows that you can have a character on every week that's got one hand yeah Yeah. what do you reckon to that so far it's um, oh it's, you're not it's, gushing it's, are you over it's, it it's, it's good but I'm not uh, I'm not sort of like uh, not a Campbell I'm, fan You've no, got to be a Bruce Campbell no, fan, haven't you, though, to watch this because he's in your I face. Do, I do think he's wonderful, but yeah. he's uh... wonderful. <laughs> Ooh, your friend <laughs> is he your friend? Oh you dear, know, wonderful. The, the chin is wonderful, but bloody uh... wonderful! Wow, <laughs> it's marvelous. He is. Oh dear me! No, but yeah, I think I think he just tries a little bit too hard. Oh, I'm not a fan of the uh, CGI gore either. Oh, you're not. There's quite a bit of it. It's extremely violent for yeah, yeah. a TV show, isn't it's, it? It's very funny, but I think he just tries too hard to be funny. And it's no, oh, I know, I know. I thought that to be honest. It, it's, I don't know, but it's it's a lot. The humour should out. come naturally. Yeah, there's a lot to pack into half an hour, isn't there? Yeah, you know. Um, this person Naz is asking, were you a, a part of the Blackpool Comic Con? as I'm still waiting to get my money back for the photographs I had booked for my family. If you look back on uh, iTunes, I covered uh, this issue. I don't know where you've got that from. Um, it's about four weeks ago. I, there's a show up there where I was talking about it. No, they owe us money. Uh, we were a sponsor. We gave them money to put the show on. We were there, and we watched what 
went on and we were just as disgusted and upset by it as everybody else um they didn't pay us uh, we didn't get paid for all the stuff that we did for them we were just one of a, a big line of uh, there was about six sponsors weren't they martin i yeah. can't remember all of them off the top of my head but if you've got your program or whatever you'll see them all there and i can assure you anyone who's on there as a sponsor i'm pretty certain they'll be in the same boat as uh, we are yeah. however i do know that as an update to that they did have a creditors meeting um it was on the facebook group they had a, ve- a creditors meeting i think um a week ago two weeks ago and they were they went into liquidation the company and i think they you have to apply to whatever creditors they've um they've appointed but i think if you search online and just go liquidation blackpool comic-con i think you'll find um the details and you should be able to if i were you i'd just go and if you put paid an application PayPal, of, then you should be able to claim through them. Oh yeah, if you paid him with PayPal, just put a claim in and say that you didn't get your stuff. Because um, they've been refunded a lot of people. Apparently. But yeah, unfortunately, we we had no do with PayPal or anything else. We just had to take it on the chin. Um, a lot of people did. It was very disappointing. As I said, um, yeah, it's not the way to run one of those things. I, I, I understand they didn't do it on purpose, but obviously, a lot of people have ended up extremely upset by it. So I hope that's helped out. But yeah, try and find out online where those guys are and put a claim in. I would. Yeah, definitely. There's um, no harm in it. You can just. You need to get some of your money back, hopefully. Yeah, I know. I say we we us with us it was it wasn't only the money we lost. We bloody had a day that it was it was quite difficult towards the end, wasn't it? Yeah. All the trouble that was going on there, it was a nightmare. Well, we we struggled finding things and getting around the place and. Yeah, I know. Couldn't, couldn't find a thing. I know a lot of people paid for a lot of photos and, and shoots they didn't get. And our Shauna was looking after some wrestlers, and I don't think they got paid and didn't get their well. And she stuff. was she was buying them drinks. Yeah, I know, and they it, didn't have any out, out of her own out of her own pocket. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, that is not uh, the way to run a convention. I would say so. So yes, we would like to say it was bad. Yeah. And that's that's putting it mildly. You know, and if we could have helped you get anything back, we would have done. But you know, we're in the same boat. Yep. Sorry about that. Anyway, but you know, don't let it put you off going to cons because normally they run quite responsibly by yep. people, aren't they? And you don't get. I've never heard of anything this bad. It's um, quite exceptional. So, have we got any last piece of news before we go? We just got a couple of minutes. Very very quick one. Well, we've got two remakes of. Universal horror films okay. that are in the news. Okay, one of them, both both about casting really. Uh, Angelina Jolie might be up for uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, based on what? Is it? Has she got two weird wisps of white hair that I'm unaware of? Well, because she doesn't seem like that. A likely a, a choice. Like if you just said to me, Helena Bonham Carter, yo, I'd have just yeah, well, gone, she's, yeah, of she's course. Made for the part. Yeah, I know, that's what I mean. But well, she was already in The Bride, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying it just, it's someone like that. that yeah, there's, there's but some they just connection. want a big name, don't they? Oh, and and right, talking yeah. of big names. Mind you, she did the Snow White thing, didn't yeah. she? The, yeah, the Mummy is getting remade again, and Tom Cruise is set to be in that. No, right, get them bandages on him. <laughs> yeah. Get them bandages on him quick, go on. Yeah. Get him on him, get him on, don't take him off. Make sure they're, they're stuck tight, them bandages. 
you know. That'd be a, that'd be a fun thing. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, when they were first talking about this about three weeks ago, the most ridiculous thing was going on. People were arguing over on this, and they were saying, "Oh, we, we it's important. It's about time we had a female mummy." And I'm like, "What? Are you <laughs> actually?" actually arguing that, that that's important, that it's a female mummy. The, the, for starters, Matt wherever you've female. got... Well, yeah, you wouldn't know it's a woman, because for starters, you tape round, you tape round, you tape round, and mummy's not known for the cleavage or curves, are they? You know, you can't exactly tell it's a female under the bandages, because they've, they're supposed to have withered away. Yeah. yeah. So the mammaries have gone, and the, the, the bottom's not going to be, you know, everything's withered away. So... I, I mean, you can't tell a female from a male mummy. If you get, believe me, I've been to the museum and yeah. it, it said um, the whatever, and it's a guy. It's usually a guy because they didn't bother mummifying a lot of women because they were sexist pigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the female mummies look no different from male mummies, do they? Yeah. They look no different. And the people were actually getting the knickers in a twist over this, going, oh, it's time we had a female mummy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. What? How about just have a new story of something? Yeah, just, I just mean... Just create a new new yeah. story. Don't just keep remaking I'm all stuff. For, I'm all for twists. I love... I, one of my favourite um, Hammer films, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Mm. I love that film. Uh, special effects are a bit ropey now if you watch it, but it was still cracking. But, yeah. but And I love the fact that they did the casting brilliantly. Ralph Bates, Martina Beswick, they, yeah, they yeah. look very similar. It was very good, dead believable, like that. I get that. That makes a difference. That changes the tone of the movie and everything. And But this, I mean, why we want a female mummy? What, why? What, why? Why, See, do, why is that even important? You quality is one thing, but yeah. doing it just for the sake of it is Yeah, you don't, you don't even... It doesn't matter. It makes no difference, does it? Yeah. And then they'll be moaning that it's, you know, yeah. you've given a female mummy, but you've made her evil. Oh, oh, dear. That's what I mean. Sometimes you can, I understand where, you know, people go, oh, things are too politically correct or whatever. But to me, I think it's important that you have a, a, equal equality on every level. Yeah, as but, long as they're written well. Yeah, that's all but, that but if, you, if it is important, like sometimes when you change a character to a female, it does change and you're able to tell a completely different story. Like it was important that you, it was a good change when they changed Starbuck to a female and they got a great character and it was a totally different characterisation than was in the original show yeah. and it gave a new breath, brief breath of life it made it further distinguish that show from the original and it, she made the role really cool she was a very strong female character she was in it, she brought a lot to it that makes sense but sometimes just changing stuff just for the sake of it doesn't like the mummy it's a girl it's a boy it's a girl it don't matter it's, a, it's they're wrapped in bandages and they've rotted away yeah and they're not going to do it the same way as the, yeah. the old universals did it that's it's, what it's i mean it's going to be like the yeah the uh yeah they rotted away the one in the 90s yeah it's going to be it, it will be like the one in the 90s although i've got to say the first one i get it was all right it was it quite was, interesting it was like a lost that film. yeah it was the second one um oh the special effects in that second one and and the scorpion king the spin-off yeah. um i just sat there it was just a bombardment of cartoon imagery that was yeah. just so unrealistic, unbelievable, and yeah. just it was. I'll go as far as to say they were just rubbish. It the first one's good, much. yeah. The first one's good. I mean, there were three of them on it, three, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. The third and one was was absolutely atrocious, wasn't it? Was one, yeah. yeah, that's right. 
Oh, well, that's just my opinion on it. Um, I, I, I just think that gender equality doesn't have to um, reach out to mummies um, <laughs> necessarily to prove a point. Not um, that we're sort of against having two mummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not prejudiced. <laughs> Don't start writing in, you know. It's prejudice against female mummies. Yeah. You know, no, you want you want embalming and wrapped in, in bandages? I'll do I'll do you if you want. Come round my house. There you go. There's I'll a, embalm you. Yeah, Alan Bam. You are well, actually Martin's a specialist. He's the one who likes hanging around graveyards, isn't he? So <laughs> there we go. And I think, um, unfortunately, that that means it's time to go. If you can hear that music, and thank you for being with us. I've been Mike, and he's been Martin, and we'll be with you next week. Radio, brought to you in association with Aero Films.